It is great to freaking have you on here. I am. I've wanted to. I've wanted to interview and to, or sit down and talk with someone else that's played Dark Souls, um, and other Soulsborne games because it's something I can't say I grew up on it. I started playing in college. I was introduced to it, uh, 2011, I believe, and at first I hated it, but as I kind of started to succeed in the game, I started to love it. So, um. Job for Cody. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. How'd you get started in streaming? How'd you get started with Dark Souls? Anything you want. All right, man. Um, so what's up, everybody? I am Job for Cody. I am a variety streamer that plays retro games all the way up to new games that launch pretty much on the day they, they drop. Like, I've been playing Deathloop all last night, all today. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, man, I just... Uh, I. I'm just your typical gamer. I like uh, playing all sorts of different games and a lot of things I grew up with as a kid. Uh, on the side, love reading comic books and just all all sorts of things in that manner as well. Um, now for uh, Dark Souls and the Soulsborne community in, in general, it was a it was a weird introduction. I think I was playing God of War, and um, it was uh, like that type of gameplay. I played the second to hardest difficulty and just struggled and. Some it was like a meme almost, like uh, games like that were just difficult for me, and I, uh, I, I more or less was like, all right, you know, I'll try Bloodborne just because you guys don't think I can do it. <laughs> so um, that's you know where everything started, and uh, it was it was insane too because that's the Soulsborne uh, community just came and just I man it blew my channel up. That was like where the I would say the most popularity I've ever seen came from playing Dark Souls games uh, because, you know, I'd be doing this fresh and blind, so I would be dying all the time. I, uh, when I did the Bloodborne uh, game, I did the DLC and then moved on to all the Dark Souls, you know, one, two, and three with all the DLCs, and I did every single boss because I was determined. Um, and I think that's either when you play Dark Souls, it's a different experience for everybody, but for me, it was playing a game that was just, I deemed hard and beating it completely so that way it wasn't a meme anymore i you know i i could suck at a game but hey i beat all the the bosses in dark souls so like to me like you know i did it i finally beat the game and it was an accomplishment and it just after that like i don't know the love for it just kind of blew up for me what's your favorite boss in all of in all of your souls born experience what's your favorite boss so let me let me think about this one. I would say my favorite boss would probably still <clears throat> I would say one of my favorite bosses would probably be Gale. Just because yeah. um it's the most complex, I would say. Um I I you know, and I you know, I say that with a grain of salt, but the way Gale fights, you know, the just how humanistic it was. And, like, when he hits you with that that bow, the first time you fight Gale, you don't know what to experience. And when you see Gale, you know, like I didn't know he was going to be a, bo a boss the first time. Like, he helped me, what, he helps you with Sister Freed? He helps you with yep. uh, um, the Demon Below, um, Demon Prince or whatever. Um, he's a summonable uh, NPC during that. So, last thing I thought was, like, this guy was going to be a boss. And uh, it was just, it was wild when you fought him for the first time. Especially, like, 
learning his moveset because once you learn how to beat him, he becomes you know a lot easier. He's just a he's just a champ the entire time, and like I love his moveset where he just like takes his sword and he like flips with it and just like swings it down. Um, yeah, Gale's just wild. But what about you, man? What's uh what's one of your favorite bosses? So this is a. I'm gonna cheat a bit and say technically I have two. The first is Smog and Ornstein, because they were the boss that I died to the most uh, when I first started playing Dark Souls. Um, it's my favorite. It was my they were my favorite boss just because of the entrance. Uh, I never. I'll always get over. I can never get over that thrill of uh, Ornstein dropping down from the balcony. Then the moment the fight starts, he's literally just gliding toward you, spear point at you, and it's just like, this is so cool. Oh, okay, I'm going to die. Um, then my second boss fight, honestly, it's weird because I, I love it and I hate it. It's Champion Gundir. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, in the untended graves, because it felt oddly personal. It was like when he throws an elbow. So I used to do a little bit of jujitsu uh, back in 2016. Um, you know, doing stuff, having fun with that. But like, just when he starts throwing elbows, like you think you're fine because you're behind him because you fight him the first time in the beginning and as he's a tutorial boss and now you fight him and you don't know anything so you think oh I'm just gonna do what I did before nope I'm gonna elbow you oh I'm also gonna kick you away what where where does that come from so like those are probably my two favorite bosses that I um, enjoy the most yeah I love uh, <clears throat> how aggro he is like the entire time he's just coming for your head. One of my favorite memories with him is there was a, a couple weeks where I just I knocked out three different builds. I did a Sister Freed uh, Great Scythe build. I did a Cell uh, Swords uh, Twin Blade build or whatever. I for, I forgot what it was. I like your style. But basically, it's like a it's like sixty deck, sixty faith. You do the Dark Moon Blade, and uh, you do the the Yorkshire Charm, and you just murder. And I remember with that build in particular, I went up against him, and uh, he was charging up, and I did the R2, and that's where you spit around. And it was such a perfect move where I spun around him and nailed him while he was trying to attack me. I probably never could replicate it, but, dude, it was just wild. But I really got to say, some some of my favorite things um, have been just with a strength build lately because I normally don't do a strength build right off the rip. I try to do something a little different, and I did a uh, Leto Hammer build as my last build. And, dude, okay. I just... I fucked him up so bad with that hammer because my poise, he'd hit me, but then I just start swinging on him, and it just would murder him, dude. Strength was just unreal. I feel so when I first started playing, um, I I remember I picked I think it was the, I had a warrior build. I had a well a warrior. I picked a warrior class. I didn't really understand builds at the time, and it's when I got like my first big weapon. Uh, I think it was this, this well, the one you find in the graveyard that 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 sword um, in the uh, graveyard in Firelink Shrine. Oh, uh, the Claymore. No, uh... it's not the clay. It's not the Zeta's Wylander or something like yeah, that. I can yeah, yeah. Pronounce it. Like it's so refreshing. I just can't stand it when it comes to PvP because I feel like I'm terrible as a strength build PvP player, but I'm much better. As a, you know, because I typically, like, my favorite thing to do is I like to run the Corvian Great Knife 
and and Dark Souls Three, um, just because it can it can lock people up for a while. It doesn't lock them so much up that they can't get out, but when you drop a um a bleed stone on it, it it's so much fun, and it's it's just a really versatile weapon to me. But I don't know. I love strength builds because during the game it's just like smack, smack. But then I get into PvP and I'm like, nope, like I can't, I cannot do it. But I miss, I miss Sanctus and Grant, um, the big slab of iron from uh, Dark Souls one with Paladin Leroy. That was like my one of my favorite um, weapons to get. It took a long time to get it, but I loved it because I'm just like, this thing is awesome. Smack. So uh, actually, that that weapon you find in the graveyard is one of the best. I, I I wouldn't say the best, but it's one it's one of the better grief builds. You do the giant dad build with it, and uh, basically you just level it up to a chaos blade and fucking. Uh, oops, sorry. Um, good. <laughs> hey, I've been doing good though. Hey, I'll be honest with you, it's hard. Like I, I'm like one of those people. Like I will cuss like every other word, and uh, that was my first slip up. I feel pretty good about that. I feel pretty it proud. happens. It's- <laughs> it's fine it happens but so, yeah um oh go ahead uh, so i was gonna say um we've seen kind of where dark souls or the souls born series has come um i kind of wanted to segue briefly into asking you what do you think about uh, this upcoming elden ring game like what what are your expectations for that so I'm excited for it. You know, it's open world. You can ride a horse in it. I think that's going to be pretty cool. I think it's going to follow more of uh, um, how do you pronounce this? Sekiro, uh, Sekiro, Sekiro. Sek- yeah. Um, I think it's going to follow more of a playstyle like that. And I also heard they're going to have uh, like difficulty scaling in it, so it'll be a little bit more accessible for people. I I think, um, at least. But with that being said, I'm kind of curious on what it's going to be like for the people who are, you know, diehard, like, Soulsborne people, like, you know? You and um, me, because we're, we're veterans of this thing by now. I mean, I'm a casual veteran. Veteran, I don't consider myself to be an, an awesome player. I think I have my moments. But I definitely was wondering about that because I'm like, how is that going to affect... Because I think the biggest motto of the Dark Souls community has been, you know, get good. Because one of the really cool things about Dark Souls is that it's a game that helps you get better at playing it. It's not just, oh, this game is just hard. I felt like, especially in Dark Souls 3 in particular, it's I think out of all the Soulsborne games, I like Dark Souls 3 the best just because I feel like the way the bosses are structured... It helps you learn how to play the game better. So, I don't know. I think, I think with Dark Souls, uh, the biggest value it has is the fact that it doesn't have a dif- difficulty. Because like the way you played it, probably a hundred times different than the way I played it. And you know, the way you learned is probably way different than the way I learned. I struggled. I died. I think twenty five hundred times is like what we counted, like for the entire like Bloodborne and then all the Dark Souls, all the DLC. Um, but with that being said, I just recently finished a blood level four run of Bloodborne, and that's where you know the starting class is level ten. You do the waste of skin, and you're level four, so you start with negative six, and you don't level up the entire game. And I beat, you know, I I didn't do every boss, but I still beat the game, and that for for me was like 
just phenomenal because like a year or two ago, like I was struggling, like took taking days to beat bosses. You know what I mean? I was right there with you. I mean, it. I if I recall correctly, it took me 18 tries to beat the Bell Tower Gargoyles playing Dark Souls for the first time. It took me 18 times to beat them, and I barely beat them. Um, on try number 19, I, I I was just like, and I had a friend who was watching me, and he was just like, I'm not telling you anything, and I was just like, why why are you doing this to me, man? Like, you know, they're hard you? though. You got you start with the one, and once he gets halfway, he uh, summons his friend. Like that's it's a struggle, uh, but I think that was one of the good fundamental parts of the game where it taught you how to deal with you know two big guys at once. So what have you gotten out of it? So like we, I know that you you obviously stream a lot of the Soulsborne games. Like, what what does streaming do for you? Like what what's your why? What's your biggest reason? So for, for I first streaming? started uh, streaming. I used to do game reviews and uh for me like I would I was also the manager of a game store so I would play literally every single game that dropped when it dropped and I still do that um I still stay tr extremely true to how I started and pretty much it was like my mom like she moved to Michigan and that was the way for her to kind of watch and keep up with what, what I was doing and that's what started I got in the habit of talking to her while I was playing games and other people would come and I think it started right around division 1 I, th I think, and uh, at just every new game, like Far Cry Primal, I think I start, had like 15 people watching me, and I was like, wow, this is this is insane. Like, I never thought I had this many people. When I did Dark Souls, my highest amount of, of people I've ever had was like 200 and something. It was insane. Like, I, I, I applied for partner twice during my Dark Souls run, and it just, for me, I just kept doing it because it, it's fun. There was a lot of times where people didn't have uh, some someone to t turn to, you know, um, when you're dealing with your own demons, I'll word it like that, and you really don't have someone you're comfortable to talk to, you could turn to a stranger that you'll never ever see again and talk to them and, and then kind of take comfort in knowing that they're acknowledging you and acknowledging, you know, your issues and, and trying to talk and be there for you. And I like I like that part of it. And. I like just having like a little hangout. Like, I mean, my channel has, I would say my channel has pretty much plateaued from the days of where it used to be, but I still go because I still have some loyal people who still show up every stream. And it's like, I, I don't know. You, uh, you almost grow these like bonds, you know, these people who watch you become your friends and, they, they, you, you end up knowing like what they do for a living and, you know, what's going on that week with them and, and all this just insane stuff that I, I, you know, half the people I know in real life, I don't know that much about them, but all, all my people online, like, you know, I get stoked when, when they pop in stream and I'm like, yo, what's up, dude? And they're like, yo, what's up? And like, it's, it's crazy. Like, I don't know. Um, you know, that type of connection is, it's hard it's hard to find and like streaming you can just like it, it just pops up naturally all the time so that connection piece that you talk about do you think it's giving you a different outlook on you know life outside of streaming because of that like so for example like i i'm, I'm kind of like you i really enjoy that connection piece just because getting to know people has for me blossomed into 
traveling. I've gotten to travel to a couple places around the country um, to meet the people that I who've either come into my stream or I've been in their stream. So it's given me a different outlook on life. Is it that way for you in terms of that outlook on life? So, I mean, <laughs> I have a pretty unique story. Um, I, I love telling it, too. So um, I met my significant other on Bloodborne. She uh, came right when I was doing Bloodborne and then stayed after that. And I remember during my Dark Souls 2 run, I made her a mod. And then when we got to Dark Souls 3, I think I was fighting Osiris. Um, is it Osiris or Osiris? Uh, one of the two. It's um, about the same. I and just it, yeah. I remember I just sucked. Like at these games, I w I was no good. I you know I really didn't get my stride until like after I completed these games and went through them again. And uh, I remember like if I beat this guy in like twenty tries, you gotta marry me. And she's like, okay, but you gotta get me a certain type of ring pop. And I yeah I beat him and I sent her the ring pop. And it was insane. What was it? It was probably a half year later because uh, we ended up, we, we were talking. You know, like I said, my mods, my viewers, um, we talk all the time. Twitter, Discord, all that. And uh, me and my mod, we just talk every day. And eventually, like, one thing led to another. And we're doing uh, Discord movie nights. And we were using Rabbit when it was still around. And uh, PvP and and uh, she ended up moving from California to uh, Ohio and uh, we've been together for two years. So, yeah, yeah, dude, I that's awesome. Yeah, dude, and it was all from Bloodborne. Like, if it wasn't for Bloodborne, never would have happened. See, it's those are the kind of things I like to hear, uh, just because I think, and I kind of bring the pandemic into this a little bit too. Like, I felt that streamers played a bigger role than normal especially when the pandemic hit last year because they i mean yes our, our streamers are already entertainers yes they are but they took on more than just the entertainment role like they became teachers friends um you know people like that so you know and it was crazy because i kind of started my streaming journey pretty much during and we're still in it technically so we I started at the beginning or actually in about the middle of it is when I started. Um and it's it's cool to see all these stories about, you know, people, you know, kind of connecting in ways that they wouldn't had that not happened. Obviously, I think everybody would prefer that the pandemic not happen, but as a result of it, a lot of people that wouldn't have gotten to know each other got to know each other as a result which I think is one of the really cool things that come out of that whole event. Yeah, so, so me and her, we, we met before the pandemic. Uh, but with that in mind, though, I did meet a lot of people recently through uh, the last, you know, year, um, you know, year and a half, where I, I never would have met them had they have not been, you know, stuck at home. Uh, you know, I, I did a lot of streaming, a lot of content creation, you know, and... um there's a lot of people who have became regulars from there. And you know, I agree with you for sure. Um, I think, I think as it's clearing up, we're seeing some people leave Twitch, but the thing is Twitch as a, as a whole has already been bleeding like viewership and um, streamers. You know, a lot of people are hopping over to YouTube, uh, you know, in response to the hate raids in in response to just how they're handling stuff. And I, you know, I, I definitely see the value um, because when you see, 
there's just people left and right creating bots and stuff and Twitch really hasn't done much, um, you begin to question like what their true motive is on the platform, especially when they take 50% of your cut. You know, where's that money going to besides just paying the servers and the people? You know, you think they could invest a little bit into this matter, you know? Yeah, that's I have never delved too much into it. I've kind of heard about it and understood it a little bit from a distance, but um that is something that happened. I know Tim the Tapman obviously made that leap and um a lot of people, you know, I wouldn't say he was the leading, you know, streamer in that regard, but a lot of people followed suit. A lot of people followed suit for other different reasons. Um, do you think? Do you think Twitch is gonna do anything about that? Do you think it's it's kind of a lost cause? Do you think it's? Well, yeah, they they uh they found two people to sue, and like we're talking like big sue, and whether or not that does anything, um, you know, it could you know very well show the culprits that hey we can find you, and uh, this is you know this is gonna be the uh, uh, outcome i don't know if that's going to stop it but that being said though um i think we're heading in the right direction i just think it might have took a little too long you know yeah i would agree with that it, it definitely seemed like um it was a situation where it was like hey um where you guys at <laughs> like um i remember I, I had a stream a few days ago and, and i had just had the bots just jump into the channel um, there are a lot of people I know that were a lot smaller streamers that were concerned about, well, are we going to get penalized because, the, you know, are, is Twitch going to think that we're the ones using these bots and we're getting followers as a result of that? Um, so there was a lot of concern. It didn't seem at the time that they were doing very much to to remedy that situation. So I think it put a lot of people kind of in panic. Uh, and, definitely there, and definitely there were people that were... Um, obviously and justifiably upset uh by this um kind of taking a different segue for a sec when you're not streaming um and i know we talked about this a little bit um off the air what do you do what are your hobbies i know i believe you talked to me a little bit about um comic books because uh, we were getting a little bit into marvel can you tell me just a little bit about that yeah so um you know, I've been doing uh, my podcast, Keeping It Geekly, roughly uh, since April. Um, I read three comic books a week, and I uh, break them down in, like, one, two-minute breakdowns. You know, it's about an eight-minute show. Um, I keep it really digestible, so that way people can listen to it maybe on their drive or, you know, doing the dishes, something real small. I throw in three topics of news just to keep people up to date. Um, I also do a lot of gaming, a lot of editing. You know, um, I love a lot of different RPGs. Uh, Final Fantasy in particular. Um, outside of that, you know, I'm just, I'm a dad. I do the dad thing. Uh, I take a lot of pride in being a dad and uh, try to keep everything separate, you know. I try to make sure when I, when it's time to be dad, you know, it's time to be dad. Um, and it's it, it's easy for the most part, but, you know, I'm sure that I bleed viewership, not being nearly as consistent, not being, you know, nearly, you know, as whatever. But in the, in the long run, um, you know, it's an easy call, you know. Being a dad trumps pretty much anything. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I was talking to a friend. Uh, I've met, I've actually met a lot of stay-at-home dads. It's, <laughs> I, I didn't realize how many that there were, but I met a lot of stay-at-home dads that stream, and a lot of them kind of talk about it. They're like, yo, listen, my favorite viewership is my kids. 
and I'm just like, that's freaking powerful, man. I've, I, I didn't think about it like that until they said, but they're like, yeah, like streaming is cool and all, but uh, yeah, my kid is my biggest viewership and that's really all I care about. And I, so I, I love, I love hearing people with that kind of mentality. Like it's just pretty refreshing. And it's like, it's cool when you meet people. It's like, Hey, this is my priorities in life. My kids, my family, but at the same time, they have this really awesome, this really big platform. So it's like, and they somehow managed to put the two and two together really, really well. Yeah, um, I, I do. I still remember somehow my daughter found my YouTube channel and she commented on one of my videos. She's like, love you, dad. I was like, oh, my God, my heart exploded. But <laughs> I was also cussing in the video. So I'm like, yeah, this is pretty, you know, probably not very favorable. Um, but all in all, I don't know. My content is pretty adult oriented i uh do a lot of cussing play a lot of violent games you know all in all ugh. yeah i would say you know for right now it's not very family friendly so um as much as i would love her to watch me i would want to know when so i can try to keep it pg yeah that happens so i'm kind of a food guy and by food guy i'm just saying that i enjoy talking about food so so something that i i do ask when i when i am streaming and even when i'm in a lot of discords i love asking this question as a matter of fact i've asked it so much that people are not prepared for me to ask this question but you won't be what's your ideal breakfast uh so i really like eggs uh sausage and gravy hash browns um i always like mix it up and eat it all all together it's like one of my favorite things and um some bacon and sausage too and toast. What? I like that. I like that. I, you know, you're the you're the first person that's answered it that fast. Like every time I ask that question, it generally kind of stumps people because it comes out and they're like, "Wait, what?" I my 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 ideal breakfast. I, I'm like, and then I'm like, "Do do people eat breakfast anymore?" Like, no, nah, no, we don't. Like, major, we don't. We do not eat breakfast anymore. I'm no, like, I usually don't either. But when I do, I go hard. Just like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I get it. I, sometimes I don't because I'm like, I'm getting up. I got to be at work by like 630. Um, I might have a banana or something like that. But I'm always just like, I'm always interested in hearing like, what do y'all eat? No, like, a lot of what? a lot of people uh, don't realize bananas are great sources uh, uh, of happiness. When you eat a banana, it encourages <laughs> uh, happiness like, within you. I like that. I like that. That's I didn't know that. That's so I new. did. Um. What was it? It was like uh, eight weeks of therapy, um, you know, just because I needed some me time and stuff. And that's what my therapist told me. Uh, bananas uh, were happy fruit. Um, apples, too, I think. Now I'm going to have to test that theory. Look what you made me do. Now I'm going to go to Fresh Time tomorrow. And I'm going to walk in and buy like two things of bananas. They'll be I'm super like... sad and be like, man, I should have never listened. And test this. <laughs> I'm like, I want to. Cody, John, you lied to me. Why? <laughs> no, I, I, I've been eating a lot more of them. I've been blending them, honestly, because I've, I got into the whole. Hey, I want to blend things now. Uh, I was in Walmart and I bought a KitchenAid thing. I thought it was like on sale for like seventy something dollars. Turned out it wasn't on sale because Walmart doesn't know how to, uh, label things properly. So it ended up being a hundred. I'm like, you know what? I'm already at checkout. I'm doing it. And 
Yeah, it's kind of been off to the races with blending. What what do you do? Do you do you do you know like a pre pre stream snack or you you got something you go to? Um, What's that like? you know I should, uh, but I I don't. My my biggest thing is I always try to make sure. I mean I failed horribly today. I I always try to make sure that you know my stuff's recording. Um, my audio is good, you know, try to do all the, the necessary prep just to make sure it's going to be a good show. Um, if I eat, it's usually whatever we had for dinner. Um, go-to snacks though, obviously just like small things, you know, maybe a little small things of Chipotle's or Oreos or, um, you know, pizza, maybe a slice of pizza. Um, mostly, mostly though, I try to have fluids, um, cause I try to talk a lot, you know, I'll start off probably with coffee, um, or, 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 you know, a monster and then work to, like, pop. Thing is, I usually stream late at night, so I try not to have too much going on because I, I end up staying up late, and that's been a big issue for me because it's been causing, like, going to bed at, like, 4 or 5 in the morning, you know what I mean? Then I end up sleeping all day. Yeah. So you mentioned pizza just now. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. You might know where I'm going with this. Just pineapple belong on pizza. I'm not a fan of it, but to each their own. <laughs> yeah. You know? I was looking for somebody to affirm it. I was like, please say yes. Please say yes. He's like, nah. Dang it. What 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 do you what do you prefer on pizza? Uh pepperoni, bacon, and ham. Ooh. See, the thing is, I have the palate of like a three-year-old. I, you know, not very big on fruit. Or vegetables, excuse me. Not very big on changing up anything, you know. I, I just I like what I like, and uh, so far it's done me good, you know. Can't complain. I just now, because I just turned thirty in August. Um, I was like, you know, I was reading somewhere about like red meat, and they were saying it causes like inflammation. Like if you eat too much of it, it can cause inflammation. No, uh, a friend of mine who who also streams, um. He doesn't eat a lot of it, um, and I, he was talking about it one day. And I said, "Let me just go look it up." Because like sometimes you're in somebody's stream and they'll be talking about something, you'll be like, "What is what is this? I gotta go look this up." So I went and looked it up. I'm like, "Oh no, it's seriously this is a problem." And I'm like, "All right, so what what prevents inflammation?" They're like blueberries. It's like really. Next thing you know, I ended up at fresh time with uh, about five cartons of blueberries. So I'm I'm weird. I love it. Have you ever found yourself at like the supermarket and like, for example, my parents didn't let me have a lot, didn't buy me Lunchables a lot growing up. And one day I was in Target and was passing by that. And I'm like, you know what? I had the craving for a bunch of Lunchables. So I bought like 10. Have you ever had a situation like that where you're like, you kind of realize, hey, I'm an adult. I can actually get this if I really want to now. Oh, yeah. All the time, especially since uh, me and my significant other, like, we're, we're doing well, like, financially. So, like, our savings are good. And I'm the one that's always, you know, pulling the trigger fast as possible, like, left and right. Like, okay, well, we can afford the good stuff now. Like, so why shouldn't we? And and grocery shopping just gets so expensive when you're when you're grown. It's it's wild. You never think it's gonna be that expensive, but it really do be that way. It it's it's one of those things where it's like I I was so reluctant because I remember how I did the grocery shopping in college because um 
uh, I went to a school where when you move onto campus again your second year, you actually have kitchens in your side your room. Um, and I was like, you know what? My parents cooked a lot. I need to start cooking now. I'm not going to do any of this frozen stuff. And it was like awesome. The only problem was people started knocking on my door because they could smell what I was cooking. They're like, hey, can we have some? And I'm like, five bucks. No, I didn't. I didn't actually do that. That's that's terrible. Um, <laughs> it reasonable, but still kind of terrible. Um, but I was like really, really, really like I thought spending fifty dollars on groceries was like too much. And then I was like, you know, I think this is probably not enough because I'd buy it and then it come. And the other thing was too, I didn't have a car, so I would longboard to the store. I actually had to teach myself how to longboard just so I could get to the store because I didn't want to take the bus because the bus was awful. Um get groceries and come back. And if I spent like $50, I'm like, man, I spent too much money. And now it's like, if I spend a hundred dollars, I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm fine for now. This will last me a week and that's good. So I don't know. It's just a funny thing. I just thought of it. Cause I'm like, you know, I wonder if anyone else has had that experience. It's like with anything. So like the other day too, I bought, I was buying like the cheap, great value um, olive oil, but like it's in these really small balls. So I said, you know what? I'm tired of this. So I'm like, I'm tired of like every time I look up, I'm out of olive oil because I cook a lot. And I ended up buying like this eight because olive oil is expensive. Olive oil and like Parmesan are like ridiculously expensive. Mm -hmm. so I bought, no, they, they always make it so much better too. I'm like, it's like it's like five dollars for like this small little thing of like Parmesan. I ended up paying like ten bucks for this nice bottle of um I forgot the name of it. But it was just nice. It had like a horse on it. Um thing of olive oil. And I was like, man, I'm bougie. Is this is this what bougie, is this what being bougie feels like? <laughs> Question for you. Yeah. You got a new streamer that comes to you or a new person that wants to start streaming. They have absolutely no idea what they want to do. What's the first thing you tell them? Um, establish like a a ground source for you. Like establish something where they can come to you. Um, like you know, a Discord or a social media platform where they can find you, uh, and try to stay consistent. You know, so if you're gonna stream, try to because you got you got to treat it like a TV show. You know, when you watch your favorite TV show. It draws you in, and you know the next episode. So letting people know when you're going to stream, that helps a lot. I would say at least. Um, what about you? What's your thoughts on that? Well, I definitely can't tell them that because I didn't do that at <laughs> all. I think for me, I would probably just tell them, be yourself. And I know that sounds generic. That sounds cliche, but you know what? I think it works. I mean, I definitely think there's something to establishing a persona. I've met streamers that have established a persona. Um, but I also think there's something to just being authentic because the thing that I try to be, you know, whether I like it's podcasting now or it's even streaming is I try to be the very same person I am when I don't have a mic in front of my face. Mm -hmm. You know, it's saying this is who I am. 
there's nothing wrong with accepting who you are and saying, you know what, I have to accept that there are some things about me, but I also know that I can change some of these things. They don't have to stay this way. Um, because I've discovered, I discovered a lot about myself starting when I started streaming. Um, I always knew I had insecurities. Everyone has insecurities. But, you know, for example, I hate the way my voice sounds. I absolutely despise the way my voice sounds. But when I made my why more about getting to know other people, getting to hear their stories, why they do things, it doesn't really matter what my voice sounds like because it's not really about me sounding great. It's about me and other people getting to know other streamers or just people in general, content creators, better. So I always challenge people. I haven't really been asked that much. I think it's kind of an honor when I do get asked. I'm like, I am nobody. Why are you asking me? I <laughs> barely hit affiliate. Uh, but when I do get asked, I'm like, yeah, you really got to be yourself. And, and, and to be yourself is a really difficult thing sometimes because if you're not comfortable with who you are, you start doing a bunch of things, and then you struggle to kind of keep up with it. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with you on that. Um, I don't know. For me, I just I could never do a persona because I could never keep up the act. Because uh, eventually you're going to slip and then no one's going to like it. You know, no one's going to be about <laughs> about the, the actual you. And I think that's the biggest problem. I want people to like me for who I am. Yeah, because and, and that's how you build a relationship. Because the thing about it is if they're building a relationship with your persona – or or they or what they believe is a relationship because of your persona. It's eventually it's gonna cave in. It, it, that's just my experience. Like I know I, I have a I have a friend who he does an alter ego, but he doesn't do it. It's more of a, a kind of a fun side thing that's really cool. Everybody's like, "Ooh, that's really cool. I want to do that." That's different. There are people I've met that they'll try to adopt, and if it works for them, it works for them. Like. I, I'm not hating on it. I get it. But for me and the things that I would tell people, I'm like, hey, man, listen, just start streaming. You're going to make a ton of mistakes. You're going to make mistakes even when you are even when you get better at it, even when you get more comfortable. You're going to make mistakes. I, during this <laughs> during this podcast, I've already said things. I'm just like, why did I say that? Even after I said, like, what did I do that for? <laughs> Why are you like this, mage? See, uh, and uh, perceptions your own biggest, uh, your own biggest uh, opposition. Because I, I don't know. I thought this was pretty chill. I don't think there's anything that's really been out of pocket that's been said. You know. Um, but well, that's I, a thing. You no, know, I know. It's the thing. Is like you have to fight through that anyway, and just keep going. Like you don't need to stop worrying so much about. Oh my gosh, should I say that? You just got to fight through it. Like, do I still have those thoughts? Absolutely. You know, I have those thoughts even when I stream, and I don't take streaming as seriously as I did a couple months ago because I found something else I really like doing. I really like podcasting. I really like getting to meet these new people. I like getting to meet people like you who have these really awesome stories. I think it's awesome that you met your significant other through Twitch, I think that's an awesome story. I think it's a really good story. It's something that somebody can look at and be like, wow, hey, 
it might get them in a stream. Like, hey, maybe maybe the same thing can happen to me. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just I, I just think that you know you've definitely given me you've definitely given me a lot to think about um, just off of that one story because I'm like while I definitely get the relationship piece, it's like there's so much more. You know, I feel more of an urge to be bolder with my relationships to to really get down deep and say, you know, how can I get to know, how can I be really intentional about getting to know people? Um, or, or how can I just be really intentional about getting to know my viewership? Because my viewership is people. Or bots, you know, whenever Twitch yeah. has to do something. Got an electric it. skateboard. <laughs> I'm just like, it's Skynet is now. I'm so, You know what? I was kind of disappointed, though. I will say this about the bot name. Like, Haas? Like, couldn't you have at least called it Skynet? That would have been interesting. It been kind of terrifying, but I'm like, could you at least have named it Skynet or something? I what is Haas? I forgot what the numbers are. And then there are a bunch of them. There's like one that's like Haas. Hey, I'm like, why? Like this is like you just, just like back in the day when you're creating like a a, a Yahoo uh, email account and you just, you just kind of smack some things together. You're like, uh, I don't know, Lucky Duck, Tofu two four seven. What? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I got gotcha. you. That's what it was. So, yeah. Um, is there anything else? You, is there anything else that you think that people really? Another thing too. Can you? What was the name of that podcast, and where can we find it? Uh keep it a geekly. Uh, I do that uh, on Anchor. Um, I think we have maybe like twenty, twenty-one episodes. Um, and that's just keeping it geekly. Uh, on Anchor and all the platforms, Anchor lets you splice it to. Um, I do a lot of YouTube stuff too at a uh, job for a Cody. Um, and all my keeping a geekly YouTube. Uh, I always do that like a a video, like a visual video, and then an audio. So, well, first of all, I just want to say again, dude. I it's one. It's like I said. It's, it, this is you're the very first person I've gotten to do a uh, a podcast with that likes and enjoys Dark Souls. And that's bold enough to play and die over and over and over again. Oh man. Yeah. Um I love your story. I know for a fact I definitely want to have you uh back on in the future. Um before we kind of wrap up, um is there anything you want uh, you know, the people that are going to eventually hear this podcast, is there anything you want them to know? Um, anything that's coming up that's really exciting that um, you kind of want them to, to stop by and see? Um, so, coming up, things like that? I would say the biggest thing is just don't give up in the beginning. Some of my biggest popularity came when I had a broken laptop um, and not very good streaming equipment. Like my streaming equipment now compared to what I had before is just two different worlds. Um, so, I mean, just make do with what you have and just as long as you're giving 110 effort, you know, whether or not it goes or if it flops, like at least, you know, you gave it your all, um, because the worst thing is just to, to not do it and then wonder what if, um, in terms of what I'm doing, uh, you know, end of the end of the month, we'll be doing a, uh, pediatric brain tumor foundation charity stream. Um, I'll be doing that on the end of the weekends, uh, the last two weeks of the month. So I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, we're going to be playing more Deathloop, I think, maybe tonight. I don't know. I'm feeling pretty awake right now. 
Um, and I have to kind of like re-record some stuff for the YouTube stuff. Because pretty much, I, I play all these new new games. I beat them once and I never play them again. And it's like 60, 70 bucks a game. And I'm like, you know what? I'm at least going to get some content out of this. So I started splicing stuff and putting chapters on uh, YouTube. So that way people, they just want to see like how, you know, hey, I missed this last night's stream. So I'm going to check out the YouTube video, you know. And I, I think that helps some people. Um, for now, there's not a whole lot of diverse editing with it. Just pretty, pretty much just starting from the start of the checkpoint to the end. So eventually I'll get there where I do some cool editing, but I don't have the time right now for it. I got you. I got you. All right, then. Ladies and gentlemen. Job for a Cody. I was going to say a job for Cody because every time I look at your name, that's what I want to say. <laughs> and I'm like, and it's also because I know a Cody. So there's a guy real quick before we go. There's a guy on Instagram that I know who, who, who's, an, who's an artist and his name is Cody. And I think he's got a similar thing. So every time he goes like live, because he goes live on Instagram a lot. I'm like, wait, is that? I'm like, no, that's the other Cody. No, I, I do that on uh, Instagram too, though. You do that too? No, okay, I'm, so I'm like joking. I'm joking. <laughs> See, look at that. You got me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, job for Cody. Thank you for, for, for jumping. I really appreciate you being on the podcast, man. Yeah, dude, for sure. And uh, I'm always down to hop on on another one. You just uh, let me know time and a place. I definitely will.